Hello and welcome to a Paradise Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan and I'll be your storyteller and editor for this episode. This game you're listening to is a collaborative effort between us here at A Pair of Dice Lost, the crew of Sponsored by Nobody, and Holden Shearer. You can find the At The Table full session experience at sponsoredbynobody.podbean.com and the newest version of Exalted vs. World of Darkness can be found at holdenshearer.wordpress.com. Links as always will be in the show notes. On this episode, Rigel becomes the star of Elysium, Rowan has a fan, and End of Sadness rescues their friend. This is Exalted vs. World of Darkness, City of the Bull God, Season 1, Episode 19, Polyptic. Brendan as the Storyteller Peter as Sir Rigel Star, the Celestial Censor as Solar Twilight. Devin as End of Sadness of the Infernal Exalted. Holden as Layla Church of the Infernal Exalted. And Sam as Rowan of the No Moon Lunars. Now it is time for Rigel's big reveal. So, uh, Rigel, you had uh, a big work of art made, uh, as I believe we had talked about before. It is, and I might be pronouncing this wrong, uh, the works are polyptic? Uh, they're basically big pieces of art that are uh, all, like, split up into seven pieces that are... Uh, like a big mural that all fits together, but you're planning on giving out to other people, uh, which, yep. but it gets delivered as one piece. Um, you, you were getting everyone together. Uh, I assume that like with a, with a piece of art this big, like it's going to draw the attention of everyone in Elysium. It's kind of hard not to. And yeah, it'll probably be somewhat sensibly displayed. Okay. Um, is there anything that you would like me to, uh, that you would like to add uh, onto that before I get into the description that you've sent me? Well, it'll probably come up nicely wrapped, and then you know, once all the well, Rigel's uh, assistant from the Supernal uh, Craftsman's Tools just come back to him as those you know, uh, play, platonic people they are, just go back to his form. Of your know, forearms, four legs, and so on, just merge into one, and then he'd start, you know, maybe give some small, you know, presentation speech, whatever pitch to it. But I don't have an idea how to do it. But as he's unveiling, I do have a trick I'd like to try. Oh, by of, all means. Uh, so yeah, uh, as he as Rachel will be unveiling the piece, I would. First, take a breath and attune my senses using the sensory acuity prana. So it gives me minus three to difficulty rolls and all perception rolls. And I like to use crafty observation method as I'm unveiling everything just to take the whole scene in and just, you know, observe all those vampires, you know, and learn more about them, which, yeah. What's that power to remind people? But basically, he's like doing a Excited investigation role in one turn, pretty much. So okay, I'll spend um, 
Yes, yeah, so you spend that essence. Um, a perception investigation. I'm gonna say that uh, it's gonna be a difficulty six because uh, what that this art is, it's no matter what happens, uh, all of them are going to in some way get their breath taken away. So it's gonna just be at a standard difficulty. So difficulty six. That's minus three for uh, yes. my uh, session accuracy and roll. That's going to be 16 successes. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Shout out to Miss Maddie, who convinced me to include a uh, crafty observation method. It's really pretty <laughs> It's really good. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. 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 Like, you don't have to do extra descriptions or whatever if you don't have anything prepped for that. But, yeah, just taking this whole thing in as he's, like, you know, pulling the curtain off of the art and seeing everyone's reaction to it. Okay. Um, so for the listeners, since I have like, we all have all the, all this in front of us uh, that Pete wrote out for us, but I will go from left to right. And then once that it's done, I will, I will describe what happens to the pieces because they are going to be distributed among some of the primogen. So from the very left to the right, the uh, the first piece of this seven piece uh, piece of art is called the Fall of Lilith, uh, which depicts Lilith being cursed by God for considering herself equal to uh, Adam. This painting includes motifs like uh, being created alongside Adam, uh, eating the fruit from the tree of knowledge, uh, being a kindred spirit to Lucifer, seeds, uh, being a lover to Jehovah. Um, it's it's got very much a feeling of uh, because canonically Lilith is also potentially considered one of the first mages. So it's got a very kind of mystical aspect to it. Next up is the, uh, the uh, along this line of paintings is the fall of Eve, uh, which depicts Eve sharing the fruit from the tree of knowledge and being cursed by God uh, out of Eden. Big things to deal with in this are the winged serpent uh, seeds, uh, the serpent adorned with uh, the power of Lucifer and the mark of the mage's ascension. In the middle, uh, the centerpiece of this is the fall of Cain, which is depicting uh, God cursing Cain for killing Abel. Very, very interesting uh, everything uh, considering uh, who that you're all dealing with here. Uh, Cain obviously bears the distinct features of a vampire. Um, and in the background, it includes uh, Lucifer uh, already in rebellion, uh, Lilith waiting to tutor Cain, and the motifs include blood, anger, rebellion, and of course, as with any vampire, blood. Next up uh, in this whole thing is the fall of Lucifer, uh, which depicts Lucifer's rebellion against God. Uh, it's got a lot of... Uh, Fall from grace, uh, a lot of a lot of motifs that lead to defeat and being cast into uh, into hell, as well as the turning point in the fight when Lucifer learned how mur how to murder, which is literally a thing that humans invented. Uh, spoilers for Demon the Fallen: It's totally humans' fault that angels learned how to murder each other. Um, <laughs> that's fucking sick, right? Very uh, middle. Opening fiction. 
The next is uh, the Fall of Rain, which depicts uh, the deluge uh, sweeping at the city of Enoch. Um, a handful of people are depicted are vampires, and one of them is distinctly Kane. Uh, motifs include the fall of civilization, the end of an era, and foreboding darkness for the future. Second to last is the fall of peace, which def- which depicts the second city filled with vampires fighting each other. A reference to uh, I. God, I haven't actually looked through the old, old history stuff, but the second city is when is when the antediluvians reigned and then all the other vampires underneath them went, nah, fuck this shit and started fighting. Well, pretty much like in the first city, came create a few vampires and they went, okay, too much, you know, let's not make any more. And then the second city, they went, you know, you're not, the, you're not our dad, we're going to make more vampires and, you know, screw your rules and... That's, you know, how the whole Vampire Holy War started. Ah, yes. <laughs> the Vampire Holy War, uh, which includes motifs such as familial betrayal, war, repetition, and cycles, which, you know, they've been doing this for centuries. No one's surprised that the Camarilla and Sabat are still fighting. And then finally, the fall of the world, which depicts Gehenna, displaying the chaos of vampires killing other vampires for their blood, mirroring the fall of peace which was the uh, the piece right before it. And motifs, again, include familial betrayal, war, repetition, and cycles. And together, that makes the whole polyptic uh, piece, which is there uh, t- on full display. Uh, and I believe that I actually forgot to mention this, um, but the vampires might not know it instinctively, but they might. Um, the piece is totally made out of blood. Yeah, you know, vampires like that sort of stuff, so why not, you know, make it really interesting for them? I think I could be wrong, but I think uh, End of Sadness's conversation with Bryn Adams is probably over now, <laughs> along with, like, any other Toriador present for the evening. Oh! Oh no! Yeah, as, as soon as Pete was bringing out the fucking shit, I was go. I was moving over there to congregate to see it too. I, I absolutely want to be part of the unveiling to watch it. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not missing that. That's the whole. That's the stopper of the show. All of the vampires here, save a few, which Pete, I'll let you know exactly who, are openly weeping at the beauty of this. The two that stand out to you are uh, you haven't met him yet, but there is Sheriff Quint. Uh, They seem they are not openly weeping uh, like the blood, like the the rest of them are at the beauty of this thing as your uh, artifact that you've made can, can not artifact. I'm sorry. Wonder. Oh yeah, this thing is also enchanted to A, making your vampires more emotional about it, and B, want the whole thing for themselves. Right. Yay, first You Maltese Falcon did? (laughs) Something like that? Yeah. Or, wait, um, am I thinking of that pearl? I I think you're thinking of the pearl. Damn, Uh, okay. Pinecone it. So, the two people who uh, do not weep at it out of the multiple people present are uh, Quint, 
the sheriff who uh, is one of the only few people with an obvious weapon on their hip. Uh, they have, I mean, with your 16 successes of investigating the area, they have a look like a hint of a smile, which is definitely more than you've seen all all day or all night, I should say. It looks like that they uh, like, like it's very hard for them to express anything. And then the other person who is not reacting to this is Pleasance Thorpe, the uh, the Toreador who I believe talked with one of you earlier. She looks Toreador? to it and do you not mean Brian Adams? Uh, I thought that Pleasance talked to one of you. Hmm. Weird. I thought I talked to the Toreador and she was Bryn. You, you, you talked to Bryn. Um, but Pleasance is a harpy. Yes, Pleasance oh. was a harpy that talked to you. Okay. Pleasance just kind of looks at it and gives kind of like a, and like looks away. Okay. And then the your I assume your uh, your assistants. Uh, Reemerge again and go to deliver the the, the pieces to their proper hosts. Yeah. Um, based off of that role, um, you know which. We'll you, you you kind of know wh- where to where to deliver them to. So the first up is for the first piece, the Fall of Lilith, which you had originally meant for Tremere. Um, okay. or meant for the Tremere primogen. Uh, you like like your anima just kind of like uh, working with the with the assistants and everything like you don't I want to say that it's kind of like your essence kind of knows where these things are meant to go. Um, so that first piece, the fall of Lilith gets delivered uh, to the Tremere primogen uh, or the Tremere Chantry leader in this case, since uh, London does not rec- recognize a primogen for the Tremere because the Queen Anne hates them um, uh, is delivered to Xavier Simpson, who is a, who is a man in a suit with slicked back black hair that uh, is like comes forward in a widow's peak. His clothes look old and heavy and he has this like fanciful mustache and like pointed goatee. His features are very like, pointed and he's holding onto a cane he kind of gives off a very this is this is the 15th century and I'm a noble in a castle look to him next up is the fall of eve which is meant for the toreador primogen all of you watch as that this piece is brought over towards Bryn Adams who end of sadness had recently been conversing with the centerpiece is not respond to that how do how do how does Bryn respond to that? Yeah, they are absolutely enraptured in it. They are fawning over this piece of art. There's like, like they're completely lost in it. And anyone else on the sheet that I've marked as a Toreador, uh, minus Pleasance, uh, is kind of coming over to that specific part of the artwork and is fawning over it and it looks like Bryn is almost having to like beat the other Toreador away 
Lila, for what it's worth, is like visibly freaked out by like everyone in the room bleeding from the fucking eyes. Go. A lot of the catering staff is too. <laughs> they're used to they're used to the vampires being weird and vampires. They're not used to this. This is really taking yeah. the cake. Uh, I think the elf like, oh, using my animal assistants to like, you know, give everybody some handkerchiefs to clean themselves up and then take those as some sympathy magic, you know, token thing. But I'm not a mage and, you know, I wouldn't get as much use out of it. So eh, might as well just ignore it. I'm going to get to the centerpiece that's meant for the prince of the, that's meant for the prince of the city last, because that's the most interesting uh, story wise. Probably not a good yeah. idea to like pat, you know, like coherent sunlight right at their eyes. Anyway. <laughs> the next one's going to be the fall of Lucifer, which was meant for the Bruja primogen, um, which is given to a man who uh, stands at military attention and is wearing a, uh, uh, a military uniform, which looks a little bit out of place. Uh, it's older. Uh, by your judge uh, of 16 fucking successes, uh, you can place it at, it looks like a, uh, it looks like a World War I uniform uh, from Britain. The thing that makes it a little bit out of place is the lack of weapons on there. But then again, he's a Bruja, he can just use his fists, right? Yep. Uh, the Fall of Rain, uh, which is meant for the Ventru, is... Uh, grabbed and moved towards the throne where Queen Anne sits. Uh, Queen Anne is in a, uh, on her throne, is in a lovely long gown befitting a, befitting Victorian nobility. She is a sight to behold at appearance five and supernaturally uh, has onlookers that are kind of always on her. She, despite the blood tears, is dabbing them with a uh, with a handkerchief uh, that is every now and again being replaced to make sure that it doesn't mess up her makeup and smiles at the gift to you. Uh, the Fall of Peace, meant for the Nosferatu primogen, is delivered off into a dark corner where a cloaked figure on whatever moonlight is available, smiles wide with uh, with very sharp teeth. And finally, the fall, well, second to last, the fall of the world is delivered to uh, a young lady in uh, a flowing dress uh, that looks to show herself off, but is made of Nice, like almost like a dancer's dress. Like it's very flowing and it's brightly colored and is delivered over to her. And she has j- just kind of a kind of a smile on her face as that this is given to her. And she kind of just closes her eyes and just appears to be talking to herself. Uh, as that she's trying to uh, wipe the blood off every now and again. But most interestingly, and what I think that all of you are going to get a kick out of is what happened to that centerpiece that's meant for the prince of the city. It stays there for a while. Your assistant has no idea where to bring it. No one here is the obvious prince. 
And then two people come forward. One of them, Layla met earlier. They said it themselves, uh, Pleasance. Was the eyes and ears here of Formithras, the prince of the city. And she goes to grab it. On the other side of the painting, another hand that's a little bit more pumping with blood. That's a little bit more alive and not ghouled reaches out to grab it. And they kind of lock eyes as that while that I don't think that Layla's met him yet. I know the other three of you have as Rigel, Rowan and End of Sadness recognize Teddy, the tech mage. Oh, my. I'm okay with this. So nice of him to drop on in. Teddy's come up to wrangle it against who? Wait, what? Against uh, Pleasance. Pleasance for the harpy. Who said that uh, she was the eyes and ears of Mithras. Now that's curious. Well, let's see how this plays out. They both look to each other. There's kind of a locked eyes thing. And they wait a moment. And then Teddy smiles. And you can hear him over whatever that Pleasance is whispering go. Listen, I've got... It'll be quicker if I take this. You have all of your schmoozing to do. I'll deliver it to Mithras for you. And she looks to him as that he does a very stiff bow. Rigel, with your uh, perception and knowing Teddy's shtick, he's probably got a robot there that he's projecting a hologram onto. Yeah, yeah, figures. Pleasance nods begrudgingly because she wanted to deliver it and then goes, make sure the master knows where that this all came from. Oh yeah, don't worry. I'll make sure the prince knows. And the Teddy gets back up, grabs it, and with a strength that a computer nerd should not have, <laughs> lifts it up and begins walking it out of Elysium. It's not a... Ho- it's not... <laughs> it doesn't give you a paradox when you actually just use, like, light tricks and stuff from your computer. We, we have some of this stuff now. It's no longer Paradox. <laughs> huh. And that is what happens with the uh, with the polyptic art. All right. So after that little bit of uh, Teddy coming onto the scene at Elysium, uh, taking part of the, the main part of the polyptic art and then leaving, the first thing that's really going to happen that's going to be of importance is that uh, the person who that who is who got one of the uh, one of the pieces uh, specifically the fall of Lilith comes up to uh, Rigel and looks him up and down and just kind of goes yes well made my good sir I cannot believe that you could have made such a fantastic piece this is simply amazing Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, you know, glad you liked it, and yeah, continue. Yes, well, uh, let me introduce myself. Uh, while that 
while the, the Baron may not recognize me, I am the lord of the local sorceress vampires here. Uh, my name is Xavier Simpson, and you are? Oh, I'm Rigel Starr. It's a pleasant to meet you. He looks to you, and you can see, like... Because I'm gonna just going to keep counting for a little bit during this scene, those successes of... Uh, <laughs> I mean, you got 16 damn successes. Could just start giving you some stuff. When you mention your name, there is a very obvious, like tap upon his cane that goes from like pinky to pointer finger of like frustration star as in Aurora star yes that's my mother oh well I didn't realize that we that I was in the company of royalty there is an obvious hmm. Like, holy shit, like, I can't get that sarcastic. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, I think we have Queen Anne over here. And as far as I remember, if that's, you know, the same Queen Anne, that's probably the royalty. Listen here, between you and me, actual royalty and people who deserve to be treated like royals, very different. I would say, given your parentage... You fall into the later. You're... It's so unfortunate. You know? Your mother. Oh, the mother. She... She's mortal. Well, that's true of most mages. It's true of them all. Eventually they have to die. Beauty like hers should be... Preserved, and especially the mind. Hmm. What are you implying? I'm not implying anything. I'm just lamenting something from 40 years ago. Uh, wait. No, wait. Rigel's like 40. Something yeah. from like 50 years ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to imply other things. That, <laughs> that gets weird. Uh, fair, fair. Mm. Yeah, like, um, like, I'm not sure whether, like, what I'd like out of this scene and so on, so I guess we can mm-hmm. just do some chit chat or whatever. So, unless so, you know, he has some other specifics other than, you um, know. so as far as like specifics on them, uh, besides the obvious fact that you have, uh, that, that your parents have some history with this guy, um, the other thing that I think that I would like out of this is that I think that like over time, because he really wants your attention, considering that uh, you made this great artwork and everything, he probably talks to you about art and eventually this leads into text. Like, like it basically goes from like, Oh, you did this. This is great. This is great. And then the conversation eventually leads into like occult text Mm. Um, and eventually like we kind of like pick back up it's just like yes well if you were willing to give me a unedited copy of mm, and he just kind of names an occult book 
uh, maybe like an, an, uh, an unedited copy of the Key of Solomon. Uh, all the edited versions are not useful to us. But if you could get me an unedited copy of that, I might be willing to make a trade for mm, ancient vampiric texts. Hmm. That would be an interesting mutual exchange of information, it seems. Well, oh, I'll definitely consider it. Excellent. Well, I figured that after that you've presented such a grand show of, well, understanding of our kind and our place in the cosmos, the least I could do was expand your mind. And maybe, maybe one day you'll take me up on that offer. A mind like yours should not be left to to rot, you know? Hmm. I think I understand what you're trying to imply here, and we'll see. Maybe one day the time comes. I'll definitely be interested to have some vampire text access and so on and so on. Okay, then. Uh, he will get back to you after we all see how the Elysium goes. Because <laughs> there's still the chance that things get messed up. Of course. Layla or Rowan, who would like to go up next? Well, uh, that seems like a good segue from chance where things get messed up. Let's go with me. Okay, then. Uh, so, Layla, uh, Layla, are you just kind of like hanging around? Uh, just kind of not sipping from the blood punch? Extremely not sipping from the blood punch. I think Layla was drifting over toward Rowan when last we saw her. Just because it seems like the most likely one to like end up wandering out of here with like two holes in his neck or a new set of fangs. <laughs> that is completely fair. Unchaperoned. That's completely fair. If you are looking for Rowan, he is desperately looking to be anywhere else. So he's not hard to find. So you wander, so you start wandering over towards Rowan and about halfway towards Rowan, uh, about right before that you would, uh, wave your hand uh, to be like, hey, Rowan, let's hang out. Uh, you are intercepted by uh, by a man in a nice suit with a uh, Roman gladius on his side um, and a like, the, the suit is bulged out a little bit. It's very clear that he's wearing some kind of armor beneath it. Uh, it it's pretty obvious considering that he clangs a little bit when he walks. This guy is, uh, for reference, is one of the ones who did not react to uh, uh, Rigel's painting. And he looks to you and Quint looks to you and just goes, excuse me, Miss Church. Oh, yeah. It's nice to meet you. I was informed by River Cook that you did something to Mr. Parker? Ah, people do a lot of things to one another every day, don't they? Have to be a bit more specific. Oh, you wait a minute. You know River, right? I could or I could assume you can't you do. Yes. River is the one who delivered the information before the court. Uh-huh. Uh, hold on a moment here. Digging around the pockets of her jacket. 
comes up with uh, the phone, who's now like our phone. I meant, uh, could you pass this back to him? I believe it belongs to him. Yes, of course. I will make sure that he is returned his phone in due time. And they pocket the phone and then continue to just kind of stare at you. Um, I would say unblinkingly, but the weirdest thing about them is, is that they are making a very concerted effort to blink at uh, normal intervals. What would definitely be normal people? He blinks like a person telling you remembering to blink. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so then, uh, what's, your, what's your job in this uh, this organization you've got here? Are you like the babysitters for, uh, for Andy? Or? I am and have been for many years the sheriff of the Barony of London, uh, working directly under the local barons as they rise and fall, and have been instructed to keep the peace till the end of time. By the way things are going, that shouldn't occupy you for too much longer. Um, <laughs> that's the hope. For, for, for once, when you say that, uh, and he says that's the hope, there is a sudden inflection of happiness and uh, like a smile on his face. And then he immediately goes back to like being impassive looking. I take it that's more like the Sheriff of Nottingham than uh, in an old cowboy picture then. Yeah. Uh, not far off. Um, so... Oh, did poor Andy do something naughty? Is is that the problem? Well... Is he a wanted man? You can tell me. Mr. Parker is always wanted by certain mortals um, in some respect or another. Whether that has been good or bad has always depended on however many... Usually it swings back and forth between every five years or so. Once... He went an entire decade without causing problems, newly embraced. But we, considering that you all are the interest of this particular gathering, uh, politics be damned, we would like to know what has happened with Andrew Parker, considering that he is currently not in attendance. Oh, he's just attending some uh, personal affairs. He's an old friend of mine. We have a history. Go way back. It is unlike Andrew Parker and, in fact, his clan to miss a single Elysium. It would be, well, detrimental to their reputation. Hmm. Oh, that's a shame. If Unstated, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. If you do not wish to divulge such information, we will hold off on any kind of proper interrogation until after the end of the prince's announcement, uh, until end of the baron's announcement. However, I would request that you stay nearby in case that you are... <sighs> Needed to be judged. I would hate to have to do this. However, please understand, we cannot, we cannot let injustice go unpunished. And they 
give a nod of the head and walk away. Uh, he's not a robot. Are you sure it's not Patty's robot or something? <laughs> I Yeah, I definitely need to find Rowan now. As I said, he's not exactly too difficult to find. I, pr- I promise you that wasn't me just not knowing how to how to do a voice. <laughs> that was actually purposeful. <laughs> no, no, I understand. I believe you. So, as it Layla has been stopped before getting over to Rowan, there's a little bit of time while that uh, Layla's talking to Sheriff Quint that uh, Rowan is then approached by uh, the lady who was in the dancer's outfit. Oh, God, another one. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see if I can get out of this one. Um, he is going to start sidling towards End of Sadness because he knows exactly... It, it, end of Sadness is easy to spot. <laughs> yeah, trust me, you'll you'll find us. You'll find us real fine. <laughs> I think. I think. Are are there ghouls and blood dolls allowed here? Uh, yes, absolutely. The war refreshment. All right, I'm standing. I'm sitting in a. I'm sitting in a chair with a blindfold on. Whispers of the Labyrinth is drinking from a can of Pepsi and a can of Coke, and I'm saying what it is every time, even though I'm not looking at him. Uh, while a few ghouls are being levitated around on chairs. <laughs> oh, we're drinking blood. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. So Rowan, noticing that somebody is coming towards him, will raise his entire bottle of gin that he's somehow managed to get a hold of, and will start desperately trying to avoid whoever that is. Uh, she will continue to walk up to you, and as you uh, do, you raise the bottle of gin with one hand or two. Uh, one-handed. It's not that. Okay. Uh, radical. Um, do you want to just let it happen? Uh, she's gonna go and go to grab your hand. Do you want to try and dodge this, or do you want to just let it happen? I'm going to. Re- I'm so jumpy right now. Combat. I'm definitely going to try to ju- uh, avoid that. Okay. Uh, you see it coming. It's going to be a difficulty six. Go ahead and roll me a dex in athletics. Okay. Not going to use my. Hey, that's four successes. Alright, let me see if that she can actually grab you. With seven successes. Oh boy. Uh, I got it. You're fucked. <laughs> she comes in and grabs your hand, and it is not uh her her left hand goes and like squeezes along your uh your wrist and like holds it in place. Um and she's got like a vice grip on there. Like she is weirdly strong for a dancer. All right. And her other hand traces very gently along your, uh, the lines on your hand. Oh, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) She's trying to steal your future. Oh, God, no. (laughs) She is staring very intently as the hand traces through all the lines on your hand. And um, she is basically doing a palm reading on you without your consent. Get out of there before she starts licking your hand. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, let me know, Sam, when you want End of Sadness to be on scene. (laughs) Uh, you can join whenever you As want. As previously discussed. You can whenever you want, right, but I'll let yeah. I'll let you start on in while I clear out. Hello. Hi. Uh how's it going? Hello. What are you doing? I w- I was just reading your palm. 
Oh, 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 that's actually a lot better than I thought. Okay. Is is this uh, not allowed? Normally you ask first, and I give you money. Palm reading ASMR. (laughs) This, yes, well, no, I, I do not take money from this. I'm just looking for connections. Uh, hi. Uh, yes. Is that something you normally do? Yes, I've read almost everyone's palm here, except for the newest people. I'm looking to make a map out of the connected points. It'll show me where it all ends. The world? I'm told that's going to end very soon. She tilts her head to the side in that way that, like, animals sometimes do when you've piqued their interest. Yes, the world. Did you just blurt that out because of me or because that's what you were actually thinking? No, it's because uh, it's recently been on my... Who, what, what's your name? Hello? Hello, I'm, uh, I'm Sylvia. Ah, do you... Okay. So you're trying to map things out of the world <laughs> from various connection points. You, you, have, you haven't introduced yourself, but I know your name. You're a deer in the headlights. Actually, that is the first time I've heard that joke. Very good. Very good. Uh, yes. Normally I was just going to leave you alone. Mm-hmm. But, okay. You're mapping things. You want to see the end of the world. I am actually very interested in that suddenly. Because that is very relevant to things that have been going on recently. And I am concerned. And you are not going to try to cause it to happen? Cause the end of the world? Yes. No, why would I ever do that? Okay, good. Just, I live in the just, world. Just checking. So I like trying... living in the world. It, it's a nice... Well, it's a world to live in. It'd be better. It's better than not living. <clears throat> uh... So you're trying to make a map? Yes, yes, from yes. From palm readings. I'm making a map from all the palms. Uh, the lifelines will connect together eventually, and then once they've completed their circle, they'll. Uh, that's when we'll know where that it all ends. You know, Do start to beginning. Lifelines. Or beginning to end. End to beginning. It all circles around. Right, so. um, What do you do? I- I'm sorry, I'm... Your 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 career line, uh, that 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 divide, that that moves off of your lifeline. It, it says that you're an artist. What do you what do you art? I was an architect. Oh, fantastic! That's oh. absolutely amazing. Okay. Did do you know Miriam? Do I know Miriam? Uh, Miss Hopkins over in Slow. No, no, I haven't. Oh, yes, she's a contemporary of mine. She's been uh, helping m- d- deal with the, uh, 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 deal with the, uh, the, the redevelopment of Slough. Slow. Oh, well, I mean, they need it's all the help. It's always so confusing how to, how to confuse that. How to not confuse. Wow, brain. How to pronounce that word. <laughs> they need all the help they can get, considering they destroyed every wonderful thing that they own. Yes, well, that was actually a part of the plan. 
Oh, I don't like this plan all of a sudden. <laughs> yes, it's not a very good plan. But Miss Hopkins believes that she can use it to predict the future. So you have to look towards the future. You have to look towards the past to look towards the future. I, I'm sorry. No, you have to destroy the past to look towards the future. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> going to be one of those conversations. That's what the whole redevelopment project is about. So, uh, does palm reading actually work? Because a lot of magic has been suddenly seen to be actually real and... Yes. Okay. I once predicted when that my, uh... When that my sire would die. To the exact minute. Okay. Oh. Did you kill your sire? No. <laughs> So it's not a self-fulfilling prophecy sort of thing. No. I certainly had nothing to do with that uh, with that museum that was built faultily and had bad concrete in, in, put in it and the brick that fell. That is oddly specific. It is incredibly specific, but I had nothing to do with it. It's very weird. Can I, like, is there any way to say if, like, she is lying about that? Um, I want to say that that is a do 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 do. Let's look. Subterfuge. Socialize. It's, it's, it's actually it, it's usually either empathy or subterfuge. I would say probably perception and subterfuge. Okay, that's. And I will absolutely give you that. Uh, since you have insightful for your perception, I will absolutely give that as a uh, specialty. Seven and you know what? Why not use just my uh, the excellency just for funsies? Why not? Uh, that is nine successes. And Asadis will approach in off of uh, like behind where that vampire is. Like the vampire doesn't see me yet; they can detect me. I don't care. I'm not trying to hide myself. But Rowan, you can see End of Sadness approaching with whispers. Oh, good. Remember, they're dressed up like people from the cabin of Doctor Caligari, which is a fancy way of saying they're dressed up like Babadooks. <laughs> I mean, I'm expecting it. It's great. <laughs> right? It's great. I've probably got, like, some repurposed magician costume. A Robert Smith draws near. <laughs> <laughs> He's nice. just going to side-eye End of Sadness and be like, uh, yes. Hi. Uh, yes, Welcome to Con the conversation. A Conrad Veidt draws near. Command? <laughs> so, uh... How are you enjoying the vampire party? I've, uh... It's been going fine on my end. Oh, it's... Well, honestly, uh, a little on edge. Uh, people, I think, uh, one of your little protégés was like... Mm, uh, just uh, all about uh, avoiding uh, talking about things about yourself, and then they'll use it against you. Uh, so, oh my god, that sounds super stressful. <laughs> so while that she is holding... Rowan's hand and still tracing lines. Um, Rowan, when, the, the question that you had asked her about did you purposely do this uh, and her responses, um, she does not believe that she purposefully did this. Okay. But subconsciously, she purposely did this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> you you either set up a... 
Her powers might have done it. Like her her dementation nonsense might have made her sleepwalk into setting up a murder. Oh, her, yeah, she is a Malkavian. No, she did get given the uh, the Malkavian uh, piece. Uh, she has some something off with her, um, which right now is manifesting as mm, wanting to piece. Uh, Basically trying to, like, conspiracy board, like, palms together. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll try to pull my hand back away from this before oh, I get... yes! What a good call! Before I get self-fulfilled prophecy to my early doom. I mean... I mean, you're not even reading the right palm. Oh, do you know? All palms are I the right... the vampire. All palms are the right palm when you're standing at them from a certain look. But that's not Rowan's palm. Y- yes, it is. Uh, pretty sure I know what Rowan's palm looks like, and it doesn't look like that. Uh, she. What do I know? I'm just a dude with you know hexagon eyes that says he's the that says they're the Antichrist. I clearly don't mean anything by it. I mean, yes, yes, absolutely. Who knew? Um, can I read your palm? Why? Oh, I'm just looking for links into the chain of time and She's everything. trying to predict the end of the world through palm reading of many people? What, through like the connected, the in, the inherent intrinsic connectedness of all humanity together creates like a future thing or whatever? That you, sounded deal? like it. So it must be have some sort of connection to some sort of like Jungian subconscious world that might be connected with the spirit world? Or, or the root of Akasha. I learned about that from a wizard. She she looks to you guys with like I don't I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it that isn't like her eyes go all anime and they light up like <laughs> someone finally fucking gets it. I mean, I don't want to be a huge piece of shit to this vampire, but Rowan and I both have at minimum a cult three, so we probably speak her language. Yeah. Yeah, no. So is that is that what you're doing? You're trying to like do a thing? Yeah, I, I was trying to map out exactly when and where that the end of the world would take place, and I'm trying to figure it all out, and I'm just amazed that you all are so in tune with this Oh, like, she is like suddenly very much like coming alive there's not like that weird head tilt that Rowan was experiencing because Rowan's a little bit of an awkward duck, now it's like, <laughs> oh my god, you guys get it Rowan and I can't help you divine, like, the nature of the end of the world and time and stuff. You know that, right? Maybe Layla could, but not Rowan and I. Oh, Ooh. no. And not Rigel either. No, 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 no. Ra- Ra- <laughs> well, 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 Layla's from here. Pleasant said that she had dibs on you I mean, and the other one. I take umbrage and when they- anybody... When it, dibs. when it, uh, when it, she says the other one, she points like instinctively, like a thumb jabbed directly in Layla's direction. No, I don't mean that we, we don't want to help you. I'm just saying that me, Rigel and Rowan. Okay. You want to know about the end of the world, right? Yes. Well, yes. One, when's it going to happen? The world, the world, the world ended. Like we're, we're post end of the world. We're on the credits here at this point. Oh, that makes so much sense. 
That's and all- two, no. Rowan, Rigel, and me aren't from this world, so our palms aren't going to help you. No, but you don't get it. It makes a lot of sense. Because even without all of you all, especially especially without Rowan, no offense here, Rowan, you're lovely, and those antlers, moi. But anyway, your palm is the, the first palm that's really like deviated from everything else. Everything else, when you put it all together, makes a circle. It's been making a circle yeah. forever because it's already ended. Well, yeah, you're from the current age. We're moving into the next one. You're part of the old. Right, right. The wheel, the wheel has to the turn. New. You have to go into the next age with yeah. the turn of the wheel. All these squares make a circle. Well, you do. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> no, 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 no. You'll be coming with us, too. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, yes, I, yes, I yes. could not be clearer about this. When Judgment Day, like, arrives, like, when I get that up and running, me and the cult, we're out of here. And, like, Rowan lives with the gods, and Rigel is a prince of Mars. So, like, none of us are going to be here in the world when the next age kicks off. Layla might, unless she comes with us to one of our eternal rewards. No, I I think that you all are going to be here, at least for a couple of moments before the end of the world hits. Yeah. No, yeah, sure. As a cameo. Yeah, yeah, as a cameo for, for, for the next season of the world. Yeah, no, doing the handoff to the new cast. Right, yes, of, of course. Who will, they be, who will they be played by? Is it going to be like one of those, like, the actor stays the same, but the, but, but the character is different? I mean, I could be a different person if we need to be. We could all be different people if we needed to be. Literally, but uh, (laughs) and just kind of laughs when Rowan says that (laughs) because I guess I just should be asking what your whole situation here in vampire society in London is because that's really where I'm concerned, right? Yes, Rowan. I'm pretty sure we're staying in London, right? Uh, yes, uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think London's where we're going to kind of be. Locking in. I, I, I'm the local oracle. Oh. Oh. Yes. Yes. Cool. Oh, that makes sense. Obviously. Right. Yes. Right. Of course. Uh, n- none of the others listen to me. Uh, you were actually the first ones to really give me, basically, the time of day. That's 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 a that's a that's a myth thing. One of the vampires here was talking to me about which uh, god from the Greek pantheon I'd be even though my name's Typhon, but they were talking about Greek stuff. And there's a, there's an Oracle in Greece that no one would listen to. The Oracle of she had the perfect gift of foresight. Oh, is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're like the Oracle of Delphi. No, wait. No, it's Cassandra. It's, it's... You dumb fucks. I know. <laughs> I know now. <laughs> I wait, is it Cassandra? It is Cassandra. The Oracle. And the set is called out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And at this point, at this point, uh, Layla's done with uh, talking to Quint. I'm sorry. Layla's done talking to Quint, ma- yells that over to them, and Quint looks over and just goes, What would you know about Delphi or Cassandra? And in the most expressive that you've really seen, Quint rolls their eyes as hard as they can and walks off to go do something else. Strongly tempted to uh, erase whatever he knows about Del- uh, the Oracle at Delphi, but... Yeah, alright, you're like an Oracle. Got it. Fucking... Yes. Right. Jer- quest log updated. So, okay, so 
I don't particularly want my future read by you because that is always turns out badly. I've, I've read enough stories. I'm genre savvy. Apologies. Oh, fantastic. Well, then, um, if you're ever in need of... Uh... She looks down. On the looks to both of you and then Layla like coming up and just kind of goes, well, if you're all if I can be of assistance to you, since you all seem to want to listen to me, which is uh, first, um, if you all wish to wish for my assistance, I can be a help in the demolition department uh, at night, of course. Wait, you're an oracle. Well, well, okay, that's there's. There's many layers to this. Demolition? Okay, there's so much to unpack here. But first, one, Rowan, it could be useful to have her read your palm and then read your actual palm and see if it's two different things. Like, that might be hilarious, but, you know, just throwing that out there. Do do you really... Two, are you being mistreated, Oracle Vampire Lady? Like, you're king of the Oracle Vampires. I know that each type of vampire has a king here. Do they mistreat you? They have mistreated us for millennia the gift of prophecy is wait a minute wait is is like oracles and prophecy like the term they use for thin bloods in vampire culture because i know about that uh no we are i am not what you would call a thin blood damn okay. okay but you're a different type of vampire they shit on they do not believe in me Ugh. oh well you know just to let you know, myself and my friends, contemporaries, Pantheon here, we're kind of like, we have our own organization that we sort of are. And if you ever feel like the vampires are being real shitty to you and your folks, you can always come over to where we are. You actually seem pretty chill. We have free wishes. I will keep that in mind, but I would prefer that you talk to Silvers first, considering that you are uh, encroaching in his land. What's a silvers? Silvers? Um, I, uh, yes. I don't the, know what that is. Uh, the, the man in the cloak, well, the creature in the cloak in the shadows. Wait a minute. Is that that person from the sewers that lives in the sewers I live in? Uh, yes, that would be the underprince Silvers Grant. Okay, yeah, all right, sure. No, but yeah, no, if your people are being, like, oppressed or, like, being treated like garbage or people are saying you can't, I don't know, play their reindeer games, there's, like, an open-door policy with the Cult of Typhon to take in people like that. If you ever know someone who's a Fomori, you know, send them our way. I'm not sure with that term, but however, uh, if, could, could I read your poem? I mean, yeah, sure. It's not going to be very helpful, but okay. go for it. Uh, she goes in, uh, grabs your hand, reads your, uh, traces along your palm in a delicate manner, and just goes, all right, um, so. Why is this all triangles? <laughs> Why is it all triangles? What is going oh, on? Oh, yeah, here? it's... Oh, yeah, the, t- the body tattoos that hum and deflect bullets, right? <laughs> um... Despite all of that, uh, she has, even if there is stuff that blocks her from looking at your palm, she's essentially using uh, her clan abilities and uh, clan flaw and everything uh, to basically like read your future. And what that she gives you is basically, oh, I see. Um, 
so you should definitely keep an eye on uh, the f- s- the first person who approached you after entering Elysium. As well. Uh, after entering Elysium? Yes. Uh, out of character, that would be Pleasant. Not before? Okay. Yeah. Wait, is Pleasance the Toreador person that made Andrew Parker? Uh, no, that is Bryn Adams. I'm sorry. Fuck. I'm I sorry. Ne- Pleasance. Pleasance hasn't approached you. I'm so sorry. I keep. That's okay. I, I, That's fine. I, that clears it up. I, I feel so bad. I keep misinterpreting you and Layla sometimes. <laughs> That's okay. Just be like, hey, when Pleasance. A- when, when Pleasance, she's going to be like, here's a vague prophecy. When Pleasance approaches you, be on your guard. I'm like, okay, super vague. I'll I'll try to keep it in mind. Be careful. Uh, uh, so what does she, so I'm sorry. What that she actually gives you is be careful of people bearing gifts that are Pleasance. It sounds to you like that she is saying either Presence or Pleasant, which sounds like Pleasance. Oh, okay. Oh, Nice. Okay, good. You're, that's solid foreshadowing. Thank you. Oh, she's not giving uh, out death, uh, death and forecasts. Finally, to make sure that you can... Wait, you give those out? Yes, yes, I do. Uh, and the other person uh, who nice. you might be interested in is... Uh, and you must never laugh at her name because she will... Well, I'll be quite honest with you. She will punch you in the face, but she is very much... Someone who might be useful to you. Oh, I like her already. You should definitely talk about your plan about expanding horizons to Miss Anner Dickman. Anner Dickman? Anner Dickman is... And who is that? She looks around and points at a girl who has a bodybuilder's physique, is in a leather jacket with multiple death metal patches on it, and uh, basically looks like that she is ready to punch something and is very upset about being, like, forgotten or, like, no one's paying attention to her. She has, at this point, kind All of right. grabbed, like, a, uh, a mortal... Uh, like one of the ghouls and and like just grabbed like five wine glasses of blood off of it and just downed it. Uh, she looks like someone who is who is supposed to be at a metal show, but is upset that they're not at a metal show and is taking it out on the art critics. Fair enough. Uh, Oracle Vampire. I like that one. I don't remember her name because Sylvia. I'm terrible. Miss Vale. But Sylvia. Miss Vale. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to dig into that right now then. Perfect. Thanks for that. Um, Do you live in a place with like a lot of open sky or like a cave scenario? Oh, God. So why would I ever live in a place with a lot of open sky? The sun would turn me to ash. I, I, I look, vampires like things. People like things. I was just wondering what things you liked. Oh, do you mean mean if I live underground or above ground? Uh, you know what? I'm just going to follow that up and I'll reach into my pockets and take out a cyber rat and be like, here you go. That is my card. Their name is Thinkingstein. How she stares at it? Quaint? You have given the local Malkavian primogen like 
cause for concern and like does not know how to respond to this. If you uh, need to get in touch with us, talk to the rat. The rat knows. Understandable. Congratulations, Devin. You have just completely blanked my brain. <laughs> this happens very rarely at, at, my, at, at games with my, with my other groups. Holy shit. Wow. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna like be be polite, be friendly to 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 Sylvia. They seem nice. Yeah. Uh, I'll give them the cyber demon rat, and I will move on towards the 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 anarch. Okay. Uh, before we all get over there, I'm gonna try and draw these two aside, like before the next disaster. Yeah, next, go for like, it. Before the next disaster. disaster. Let's see. So we just did Rowan, and then end of sadness. Uh, before that, you go over to talk with the Anarchs, or uh, did you want to talk to the Anarchs, or did you want to talk to the Nosferatu? Because they did say to talk... My priority is the Anarch, okay. but I'm going to wait until it comes back to my turn. Okay. Um, yeah, because we kind of had like you and Rowan together. Um, yeah. Pete, is there anyone else that you have interest in talking to? Hmm. I'm not really sure here. Like, is there anything interesting I could get out of this? I guess. Rush. I mean, the with, with your with your gift, I think that you kind of got a lot out of the uh, a lot out of the Tremere, which is like kind of the big get for you, which is getting some actual authentic vampiric texts. Like, yeah, if you yeah. can give them a trade, which I'm sure that you can get. Uh, an undoctored copy of the Key of Solomon, since you have Mentor Five with Order of Hermes. I'm sure you can swing that in a day or two. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of if there's anyone that I think would be interesting for you to interact with. Yeah, there's nothing you know. I find just you know listening to other people's you know actions. Okay. Uh, unless they want yeah, something yeah. with me. You know what? If you want to basically, if you want to hop in on anyone else's scene, like feel free to like at this point, you're kind of like mm -hmm. you have stopped interacting with uh, Xavier. Um, if you want to just come around to the crew and start talking to vampires with everyone else, feel free to. Okay. So Layla wanted something. So full disclosure, uh, the fellow uh, trying to look like a power executive Roman. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a moment with him, and I think he was trying to either flex on us or imply that we're going to be put on trial uh, later on this evening. Oh. So that might Get be a thing. Get fucking out. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it. Are you pulling my leg? No. Okay. Did you... Did, Layla, okay, Layla. Did you put this together for us? <laughs> like is this a, is this like a Wait, are you excited about a trial? Yeah, why wouldn't I be? Are you not? Well, I, I mean, a trial with a bunch of supernatural creatures who have reigned here for thousands of years is going to be stacked in there. Trial by combat. It's going to be so good. Oh god, I hope they have trial by combat. Mm, Rowan, you're going to do so well. Oh, um Is that the other hand that you wanted me to talk about? Is that yeah, I, I thought that was clear. Okay. I was trying to. Yes. Wait, what was that? What was that, Layla? Yeah, I think he was trying to a man deer. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. save that. Okay, well, um, all right, Layla. You're kind of uh, the spitfire when it comes to these things. How do you want to proceed? 
Oh, I'm just waiting to see what kind of uh, hand they want to play. Okay, and okay, wait, just yeah, we're we're on the same page here. If they decide to try to make this lame, we're gonna make it fun for us, right? Mm, that's what I was thinking. Okay, I just wanted to be sure that we're not like. There are some people here I like, like the, the, the vampire that could read your palms. I feel so like they're bullying about? that one. Maybe we. She's actually. Very she can read nice. palms, and the other. Yeah, the other vampires don't let her play vampire games because they discriminate against her. I never really caught the whole cultural snapshot. Cassandra, here, truth. They don't she was pretty them. open about it. Yeah. She was pretty frank about it. Hmm. Like, she can tell the future. That's her. That's what she told us. And she's talking about the world ending. And these are all things I know about and agree with. So she's probably on the right track. Especially if she's magic, right? So I do worry that she will uh, bring about doom upon anything that she does. Because she has done that in the past, apparently. I think. Well, really? Yeah, she killed her sire. It, well, not really. Oh, whoa. How, wh- What's that? Uh, How'd you get that out of her? It's more of... Here's. We'll have to circle back on that. Are you trying? Are you trying to tell us that you're really observant? <laughs> uh, maybe. Yes. Yes. Mind. That's awesome. Wow. That, uh, okay. Wow. Uh, we should be sure to have you in the corner more, Rowan. On these types of conversations, that's really good intuition, huh? Rowan's incredibly insightful. Um, it's too bad I am yeah. completely smashed right now. Well. I'm probably going to try and talk to that biker gang punk vampire. Apparently they speak my language as far as uh, the prophet vampire was talking about. Oh, God. What are you guys thinking? Uh, um, probably that I should be there for that. We do need to talk to Shadow okay. Man at some point. Shadow Man? Oh, under, yeah, under, yeah. Under, talk to under, under King. King. yeah. There's a sewer king that lives in my territory. We gotta make sure we're on the same page. This is like a work party. Were you expecting something else? I'm not sure what I expected, to be honest. I thought I'd come in here and throw out some tricks, tell them not to ever let that snake cult thing happen again to people, and, like, I don't know, uh, Rigel would throw a big giant present party. Oh, yeah, they haven't really brought up the, uh, the snake church, have they? No, they haven't. I'm going to bring that up. I'm having the body. I, I'm going to have the bodies delivered after the the ruler here talks. Uh, you. Thank you for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not leave a review or tell a friend about us? It helps get the good word out about the work that we put in. If you had any questions, you could send them to us on Twitter at a pair of dice lost or email us at a pair of dice lost at gmail.com. The theme song for this game is Rulers of Our Lands by Raphael Crux, used under a Creative Commons license. Other music in this episode was done by Kevin McLeod and Alexander Nakarada. I'll put the full list in the show notes. And for making it this far, go ahead and regain a mode of essence.